Welcome to WO50, Women Over 50 Embody Wisdom and Wellness. Yes, we do. And my name is Corinne, and I'm here with my BFF of many years, Eddie Canny. And today, our topic was vulnerability when faced with health challenges. Mm-hmm. Great topic. And we dove deep. We, we did a deep dive. We talked about my injury recently and how I dealt with that. We talk about um, the challenges that we have as we get older, where maybe our body doesn't heal as quickly and the importance of not labeling yourself a couch potato and being okay with the body's timeline of healing. Mm-hmm. Just allowing yourself to be and changing your relationship with that idea of, of uh, getting older and being vulnerable and being okay with it. The body body is vulnerable anyway, no matter what age you are. But as we get older, it does, it takes longer to heal. And then you discuss about um, some of the ways that that you can make sure you're healing optimally with food. And you discuss just briefly about that. Yeah. And we also talked about your your um, session with the cougar and then our meaning behind cougars. Enjoy this conversation. And we had fun. We hope you do too. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ken. Oh my gosh, it's been a it's been a minute. We, it has. It's been yeah. a busy, busy time of year. Summertime when you only have a very short, short, short amount of summer up there in Canada, and yes. we both are busy. I was in Western Canada. You're home in Eastern Canada. Mm-hmm. How was your trip? My trip was awesome. I just got back like two days ago. I was there for almost three weeks, which was amazing to be out of this heat. And here, and I just love British Columbia so, so much. It's a beautiful part of the world. Oh my gosh. Every time I go home, it's like the people are so nice and not that Americans aren't nice, but Canadians are very special. I do. I do say so myself. I mean, I've been gone a long time. You think so too? (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, I'm here. I'm in Canada. I know you're very nice. All people people are wonderful, but I, I, I do agree. I think Canadians, um, have have a good reputation for being friendly and warm and you know yeah yeah and hopefully, i love i'm always keep it what's that hopefully we can keep that reputation yes yeah because americans don't i think they know that don't really have that reputation around the world although there's i mean i i i mean i love i'm obviously been living in the states for many many years and i consider myself american and canadian both mm-hmm. and they're awesome but there's something different about canadians and Canadian men, I just, oh, I love them so much. They're so sweet and, and soft-hearted, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then also, I'm just a BC girl at heart. I just love the Pacific Northwest mountains and the trees and the landscaping and hiking with my sister. I didn't tell you about the cougar. No, we, you didn't. We what encountered happened? a cougar on our hike. Wow. Well, we had some coyotes when we were out around the ocean, and uh, we heard them in the night yelling cougars and heard them in the night yelling yes they were yelling (laughs) you know like we have this story one day we'll tell lots of cats and coyotes and foxes come around (laughs) me for some reason (laughs) yes we will tell the fox i actually just told the fox story just a few days ago to my sister and my niece but which we'll we'll have to tell now since we've mentioned it eddie's fox story but i want to tell you my cougar story first so my sister and i were hiking in langley which is right outside of vancouver and they have these beautiful hikes that are, there's a dog park there. And then all of a sudden you're like in the forest and there's a hiking trail and stuff. And we were just on the second part of this trail. So we just, just come off 
So we, we were not too far from the entrance. And I thought I heard something and I'll go back to that in a second because I discounted it. And then all of a sudden my sister stops dead in her tracks. And she's like, um, we're going to go, we're going to stop our hike now. And we're just going to back up. And I, I didn't know what was going on, you know, and we're, we're going to turn around and like, what? And so we're awkward after we're safely out of that area. And we're sort of on the other side of this fence and walking, she goes, I'm pretty sure that was a cougar. And I was like, what? I said, are you kidding? Like two minutes before that, I heard a purr, a growl, a purry, like big cat purr. But I didn't think like, because we've been talking about bears, we hadn't been talking about cougars. So she said she saw something slink up ahead. So that means it was behind us, then it was ahead of us. Wow. And it slinked up ahead and it was brown and it wasn't like a trot, like a dog or anything like that. And she said she got the chills too, like their hair on the back of her neck. So then we go home and she's kind of looking online over the next couple of days and nothing, couldn't find anything about it, but told a couple of friends, told her husband and stuff. Three days later, her friends on Facebook on their local group, Mm -hmm. and there's 10 sightings in that same park of cougar sightings. So it was a cougar for sure. And apparently this time of year, the young cougars are looking for new territories. The young male cougars are looking for new territories Mm -hmm. and they're also the most unpredictable. Wow. Wow. Looking for new territory and unpredictable. And that's why sometimes older women get that name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I hate that term. (laughs) I had to to throw that in there. (laughs) I was listening to your story. I really was the whole time. (laughs) The whole time you were thinking about that. That's just where your brain goes. And I've told that story like 10 times in the past couple of weeks. And that has not crossed my mind. And I was the, my mother was the original cougar and I was actually, my grandmother was then my mother and then me. Oh, it's good. And then you actually almost saw a cougar. And then almost, but yeah, yeah. now we get lynxes up in this part of the world. Oh, they're so pretty. Yeah, they're they're gorgeous, but there's not many sightings, but there were a couple this year. So I've never seen one up close and personal. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. What about a bear? Well, I've seen them not up close and personal, but we do have black bears here. And when we hike, we just, you know, we're in their world. So you make a lot of noise. You talk, you have a bell. You do carry beer spray when you're in the mountains in BC yeah. or here on the island in Newfoundland. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But but they're just always awareness, right? And you don't go up to their little baby cubs and go, oh, you're so cute. Yeah, my sister had a story about, actually, she did that when she was young. She came in, oh, there's a cute little cub out front of me. Yeah. My brother scooped her up and it's like, no, we're not hanging around here anymore. Yeah, we do. yeah because they're just protecting their young too, right? That they're vulnerable. Oh yeah. They're vulnerable, which gets us into our topic today, which is vulnerability when faced with health challenges. So I've had a couple of conversations with, with women in the past couple of weeks, and I myself had a very bad fall in Vancouver on the street shopping and your husband strats like Mm-hmm. shop till you drop <laughs> yeah i i misunderstood the story and i said she was on a trip and, and you were you're tripped, hiking you said and she was hiking and tripped yeah and he was like i thought she was shopping i'm like no she wouldn't fall shopping <laughs> but yeah. that's how it happened well yeah. no it was on the street so so 
in Vancouver, there's Main Street is known as it. Actually, my sister said it's known as the coolest street in North America. Mm. And because it's 30 blocks long of um, really cool antique stores, used clothing stores, coffee shops, restaurants. So we walked, we, we got there at 11 a.m. and we were there till like 5 or 6 p.m. So, and the funny thing is, is here I am, Miss Mindfulness, right? I swear it was those shoes. Remember those shoes that I've gotten that have a little, there's sneakers with a little bit of a stack on them? Yes. So, but the pavement is very uneven. Mm -hmm. That can't be an excuse because my sister and my niece didn't fall either. But, you know, it's like, it's like there'll be, they'll even, and then all of a sudden there's a three inch lip on one of the cement separations. And that would be, so I actually stumbled three different times when I first started walking that day. I don't know if I was tired or whatever. And, and the third time I actually fell on my sister, I grabbed her and my niece and didn't fall. But then the fourth time, like, so then everything was fine for like five hours. And then, and then we were walking just a block from the car. And I was looking at this school we were talking about and I face planted on the cement so hard. I ate dirt with my mouth. I ate dirt and it was amazing, a miracle that I didn't get a fat lip or lose a tooth or nothing. I actually didn't scrape, but it was hard. Like I'm still, it's been like nine days now and I still can't straighten my right arm and my left, my right knees buggered up, but I didn't like scrape. You know how you can scrape. There was only one tiny little blood spot on my one finger, which is still my hands a little bit sore to anyways. So that's my vulnerability story. I'm leaning into it. I couldn't move my arm for three days, but I did call Colleen, our, our resident doctor friend, my roommate, and she took me through some rotations with my hand and with my shoulder. And she said, well, if you can rotate your hand and your shoulder, there's nothing broken. And, but it was just like soft tissue damage. I just kept my arm close and I leaned into it. I'm, I've, you know, I know in the past, maybe It's like, I think what can happen to people when they're injured or they have surgery, it's like they're kind of upset with themselves or they they're frustrated because they want to get things done and they don't allow themselves the downtime. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, they do. And they also will say things like, I shouldn't have wore those shoes. You know, I'm getting older and I should do this. And, and now, you know, that arthritis might come in and we start spinning a story that, you know, sometimes it's guilt, you know, there's a lot of guilt goes on. And, and I had a a gal who she had injured herself too. And she said she became a couch potato and she goes, I, you know, called herself a couch potato. She did. She said, I became a couch potato and, you know, I'd injured myself. I couldn't get back to my yoga, my walking, and I got more and more depressed. And, and I said, well, you know, did you allow yourself that time to heal? You know, did you look at it as it was healing? She said, no, I just spiraled down the rabbit hole of, you know, this is me getting older and this is what I have to do and accept this is how it is. And no, that's no. not what we have to do. No. And you it can takes be a- vulnerable. Yes. It's it's people not being comfortable with being, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, yes. we're, it's like, there's a couple of different things that it can be when people are like wanting to get back to work. It's like, they don't feel worthy to, you know, to walk on the planet or good about themselves unless they're accomplishing something, getting their groceries, you know, whatever it is or working. So they don't feel like a useful human when they're in downtime. Some people don't have a, they have a hard time resting. 
-hmm. Like I visited an old friend over when I was in Canada and he, he's like, I have a hard time stopping. Like I've just been go, go, go my whole life. And I have a hard time just stopping and he's ready to learn how to meditate now. And I'm so happy about that because people just don't know what to do with themselves. If they're resting, my, my sister-in-law injured her knee really badly in Italy with her daughter and um, came back and the, now she didn't go with the diagnosis. The doctor was telling her to rest for like six months or something. And she was hiking after two months, but she would also, she didn't, she wasn't overdoing it, but she was also pushing herself just a little bit, you know? So it's yes. that balance. It is, it is, it, it is a balance. And especially as you know, we're W O five O we're embracing aging and, and with that comes retirement with retirement for some people, it's um, allowing yourself to be and to be comfortable just with not doing anything. So if you have an injury and that's even tougher because now you're forced to, to be with yourself, you're forced to, okay, now I can't paint the house and now I can't fix the car and now I can't do this and this and it's okay. It's okay. That vulnerability is, is raw. It's rawness, right? When you look at really the meaning of the word. And then what starts to happen is, I always think when we're vulnerable, we're like a different character in a story. So it doesn't matter what anyone else is thinking that character is, because someone might say, oh, you're lazy, or you're really milking this now, aren't you? You know? Yeah, it's people will have their judgments, but it's how you feel about it. How you feel. None of it, none of the rest of it matters. It's, you got to be, you know, you're in your skin, be comfortable in the skin you're in. So be comfortable with the thoughts you think. But if you're, you know, catching yourself kind of going down the rabbit hole and depression is happening, or you're not doing your physio or your yoga, then something has to be rejigged to get you back on track. But yeah, and just timeline, right? Yeah, being patient with the timeline. I guess I had the same thing the couch potato thing, one of our mutual friends had said she listened to the podcast. It was great. And she said it was great timing right now because she's recuperating from knee surgery and she's being a couch potato. And I texted her right back and I said, do not label yourself couch potato just because you're resting yes. your leg, which needs rest. It yes. needs your attention. It needs rest. It needs relaxation. It can be yes. relaxation and luxury of reading a book it doesn't have to be couch potato and lazy no no it's it's just that's conditioning those are kind of belief systems if you're not doing something you're lazy or you're you know oh you're getting old hey can't handle it anymore huh well no that's not it you know, it's it's funny i'll tell you a little story when you injured yourself we must be on the, the same like um energy frequency or satellite disc or something we usually and are ed Yes, we are. And so I'm playing, of course, pickleball. And <laughs> there was four of us and it was a Sunday evening and we're really playing a lot. And I'm going for every ball, you know, because I'm pickleball. That's who you are. Yeah. That's who I am. And I looked like to the other team, I went down, that I had wrenched my knee. So I'd go down. I'm like, oh, God. Oh. And everybody's like, oh, my God, are you okay? You shouldn't have went for that. Did you did you pull your leg? Did you did you injure your knee? What'd you fall? And I'm like, no, I whacked the paddle on my ankle bone thinking oh. it was the pickleball. 
Oh, that hurts just hearing about it. That hurt. That's like hitting your foot in the night or your knee on the corner of wood, you know? (laughs) And it takes you a minute and then you have to spring into action again because nobody has any pity for you because it's your fault. You did it. And and they're like, do you need a minute? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, my God. Gosh, but yeah. It did take a minute. It did take a minute. And it was, you know, a little bruised, but you know, yeah, no, I was but like, it was okay. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. But there are, there are a lot of injuries with, with this game. So because well, people, people our age are doing it too, which is going to. Yes. They're, they're getting into a sport that can be moving a lot and a fair bit of cardio and you got to stretch. Yeah. You have to do your stretches and your yoga and your exercises. You have to be active. You can't just get out of your car and go in and play pickleball. Well, you can, yeah. but it's a, you're going to risk your injury more, more so. Yes. Yeah. And as we're getting older, our recovery time is sometimes takes a bit longer because inflammation, you know, lingers a little longer. We, you know, the, the we're older. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, is reality is we are getting older and it's the most natural thing in the world, literally. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't have to get stuck in those labels either that, that things are happy. You know what I'm saying? So it's a balance of accepting where we are at in life, but also being the best that we can be also. Yes. Yes. And it's also changing your relationship with aging. What does it mean to you and what, how, you know, moving forward, what are you doing? with all that. Yeah. What are you doing preventatively? So when you're, you know, getting into new sports or games or activities or hikes or bikes or travel, what do you do to stay really healthy and well, you know, because injuries do happen. You could be doing yeah. all that stuff like you, for instance, and you have that nasty fall. The, bo- the body is vulnerable. We are human beings are vulnerable no matter what age you are. You know, that's, yes. that's, that's a, and, 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 you know, a few people said to me, you know, at our age, you don't, you know, you know, heart, you know, falls can be harder. And I'm like, I feel like it would have been the same if I was 20. However, the recovery time is a little more challenging, takes a little longer, requires more patience, Mm -hmm. uh, more downtime, more TLC. Um, But you're also, you know, the difference between 60, 70, 80, 90, like, you know, I even watch my mother who's 88 and I say, mom, grab your cane. And she, in her mind, thinks she can go as fast yeah. as she could at 60. Yeah. But I'm like, you have to intentionally start slowing your body down. And that's why, you know, doing this work now around being okay to just sit and be for a while. If you play, like my honey went out and played, uh, you know, 18 hole golf game with his son and, and his son's friends. And they're all 30. And, you know, the next day he's tired. And I'm like, of course you're tired, you know, take it off, relax, enjoy, you know, now go outside and paint the house. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with downtime for anybody. Yeah. But it's like you had, and, and his son's out running, you know, probably 15 miles the next day. Yeah doing his run and never affected him. So we're all a little different. We're all, you know, if he's playing hockey, I'm like, take the next day to recover. You don't play hockey again the next day. But how beautiful we're still doing these things with speed and stamina and joy because it still fuels you, right? It still makes you happy. Your walk in the park, you don't not walk in the park because you're afraid you might fall. 
right? It's not going to, yeah. this fall didn't stop you from shopping now, has it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it never will, really. I uh, wish you were there with us. We had so much fun. You would have loved the shops. I know. And I probably would have caught you, see? Yeah. I got, I got you back to it, right? You know, so. Uh, my sister caught me the first time. You know, you know what I think, though, is kind of funny. And I know not everybody's going to agree with this, but you probably do. It's like sometimes, and it, and it could be just a story, but whenever I have anything physical happen to me, I always just think that I needed energy moved in that area. Who knows? Right. We don't know that for sure, but that's instead of being pissed off or mad at myself, that's where I go was it was an accident. Accidents happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that I stumbled three times before that just, it doesn't tell me that I was just being totally mindless and clumsy to me. It tells me that I was meant to fall that day. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like it was my sneakers, but, but, but I was meant to fall that day, meant to move some energy in my body. And only, you know, that, right. Only you can feel that only you can know that. And yay. yeah, that's, and, and sometimes that's why things happen. Sometimes, you know, I, I read a book by Joan Bershenko. She wrote a book called fried and I did some workshops with her and she talked about her car accident and that it had to happen to awaken some of the, the, you know, symptoms that she was m moving through herself. And um, I forget now the whole book because it's years ago I did it. But that when you just said that, that's what I remember about it. Well, you must have happened for a reason, you know? Right, right. You must have seen that working with cancer patients early on when you, well, and you still do and you're just a, in a different way. Um, where, you know, any kind of diagnosis that's either terminal or chronic, or there's a, there's, I mean, there's many different ways to respond, but it's like, you can either em embrace the challenge or you can become a victim. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and it's, everybody's different. So yeah. everybody's language around an illness, you know, when we're facing illnesses like cancer or, or, you know, really life and death challenges, um, sometimes it's not even staying in the victim mode. It's just not having enough support around them or yeah. enough tools to feel confident in what they're drawing from to help heal. So that's why, you know, when someone gets a diagnosis, you're really vulnerable, you're raw, you're, you're exposed, right? And that's got to be the most, you know, incredible life-changing, um, situation experience yeah. it has to yeah. be and then how you move forward from it you know is is challenging and that's why every day you have to embrace it every day you have to just go okay I have this tool in my toolbox I know this is what I can eat today I know okay I've got this session with my my doctor I have my oncologist lined up I have my naturopath or my life coach like every day when we're moving through something that's really life shifting we have to have team we have to have someone absolutely know, the the family try yeah. your tribe around you your support around you yeah. is key and i and i think too that one day at a time is such such a key because i think what becomes over overwhelming for people in any vulnerable situation is they think it's going to last forever Mm -hmm. right? And, and what am I going to do about this and this and this? And they try to plan their life out, which just, what am I going to do today? 
What yes. can I do today? And even yes. people calling themselves a couch potato. It's like, no, today I am resting today. I need rest. And I'm going to walk to the kitchen today. And maybe the next day is out, yes. walk outside. And then the next day is walk to the end of the block and what you can do each day, because we don't have, none of us have a crystal ball and we don't know how we're going to be feeling. Like I don't, when I fell, I didn't know if I broke something or not. I didn't know, you know, I just knew each day I knew I felt pretty nauseous and I felt like it could have been broken, but I was like, okay, I'll just wait till tomorrow. And then, you know, just make it every day. I don't know how long it's going to take to heal and just being patient with what I can do today, not what I want to do and what's on my to-do list, but what is my body telling me? And that's what I feel like in, especially in the West, we don't have patience for, we want to do what we want to do and not what our body is telling us we have uh, the capability of doing. Yeah, that's right. I remember when I was, what that just kind of triggered in my brain is when I learned to sail and was sailing and I'm, and you get so frustrated when the wind goes out of the sails and it's very right. much like that in our lives, you know, we're nice. moving along, we're cruising and the wind's in our sails and it's beautiful and the sun's shining and oh, we didn't see that dark cloud. And next, you know, the, the wind dies and the boat stops and the storm comes but if we hold on, it passes and the wind gets back in our sails again. So it is, it might feel like a lifetime. It might feel like a moment. It could feel like one breath. It's different for everybody. So, you know, in my experience, I've had many people come back in and say that cancer became a gift for them because in the gift, it, the diagnosis was not fun, but the gift was how they changed everything in their life. They yeah. started embracing. How they responded to it. Yeah, they started embracing lifestyles that changed, you know, even how they ate because they were like, well, I should eat a little bit better than how I was eating because my cells are fueling differently now. And if I had this drug or chemo or radiation or, you know, I did whatever kinds of treatments, it could have been vitamin drips, the body works better when it's supported, right? And food is a big part of it, you know, in my practice, and I know in what you do, it's a big part of our lives. And our bodies tend to heal a lot better when our, when our nutrition is better. Yeah, it's the body's going to heal better by eating salad and sweet potatoes than it is eating Doritos. Well, yeah, because the food is alive. If you're eating food that's alive and you're not eating as much dead food, what's going to come alive? What's going to yeah. stay alive in your body? Your cells yeah. need nutrients. So, you know, I say to people, if there's dead food on your plate, make sure there's living food on it too, you know? So you got strawberries with, if you got a slice of toast or you have chicken and you got your salad, you know, you want a veggie and a fruit throughout the day, lots of them. Yeah. Lots of them. We need our proteins. We need water. We need so many nutrients for our body. And knowing where it comes from, the soil, the the store, <laughs> the package, the brand, you know, the more we know, I think that the, the, the faster the body heals because with that comes a belief system of, you know, I'm eating better and that's healing. Yeah. Same. And also, go ahead. Sorry, the same if people, you know, have, have strong faiths and they pray and they go, you know, I really prayed for my friend and I really, and I lit a candle and I, you know, there's power in that energy as well. 
So the belief systems, it could be I meditated for that person. I included them in my walk today. Whatever you're thinking of them. Yeah. It's very healing, very powerful. And sleep is very healing. So when you're more balanced with your eating and you're in sleeping, I mean, I, that was actually a big deal with the first, I mean, it is every day, but especially the first five days, because mm-hmm. I, I could only sleep in like one position the first two nights, but I slept and I was amazed, like blown away at how much better I felt after a sleep, a good sleep. It was just like, wow, that I could only do like this yesterday. And now this is happening. It just is mind blowing to me. So looking at your, at your, um, at sleep, and then also noticing how the body's healing, focusing on the healing that's happening and not the limitations that you're noticing. Like, I can't do that. Right. So you can be frustrated for a minute and have a little pity party for yourself, but then be grateful for what you can do and the healing that is happening in your amazing, amazing body. I wanted to say one more thing about your beautiful metaphor of the, of the wind and the, and the sailing is that it, when the wind dies down, you can get upset about it and, and have a tantrum and be pissed off and not enjoy being on the boat, or you can just relax and enjoy the downtime. It's like it, it, the, the wind's going to come up when it's, and life is like that. Healing is like that. Life is like that. People are like that. Like we can have, be upset, whatever we want when plans change, but life is life and, and being able to respond to things as they happen is, is key. What's beautiful about that when you just said when the wind died down, well, even on YouTube, I posted a video of the wind dying down while we were on the sailboat and a huge humpback whale breached at the side of our boat up into the air and it is on video. So if anyone ever wants to see that video, (laughs) but with the whale incident, it's like the the wind dies down, the whale breached and we took it all in and that was miraculous. That was brilliant. And you take that in, it's ominous, it's amazing and life changing. Yeah. By being present and being okay when the wind died down. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, wow, it's a lot of whales here. (laughs) What I was going to say is we can post that where our WO50 podcast is on YouTube. We could post the whale video too. That's what I was going to say. And that's what we can mention right now is that if you, so you don't subscribe, you subscribe on YouTube. So if you're following us on YouTube right now, you can subscribe. If you're on a podcast platform like Apple or Google or or Spotify or something, you follow us. That's what you do. And please do, if you're enjoying our, our episodes or enjoy this episode, follow us and write a review and, yeah. um, and share it with your friends. Cause that's how, cause right now it's only people that we share it with that get it. But then if we get enough, um, likes and stuff like that, then Apple and Spotify will start recommending it to people to get out yeah. there and help because right now we're just, we're just, you and I just talking sharing information, sharing information. And we've been asked to do it for so long and it allows us to get to see each other every week. And every person that I've shared it with have said, that is brilliant. I love that because we share so much in our offices with, or in a session with our people and there's so much to share. And, you know, I love, I love sharing. Yeah. Caring. Yeah. I mean, we, we are, we're, 
you know, we're all on this human journey together. All the 7 billion humans on this planet, we're all very similar, no matter what language we speak, what orientation we are, what nationality we are, we're all very similar. And yet we're all having a completely unique experience. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, as far as Eddie and I sort of belief system goes, like we are all one. And probably a lot of people that listen to this get that we're all one, we're even one being, but all having different facets of a different experience as being individuals in this, you know, in this lifetime. And so when we connect with other people, we and share, we get to see how similar we all are and we have more compassion for one another. And, you know, just that connection in that community is just, just wonderful. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to build is a beautiful community, like minds and sharing experiences and sharing information and maybe one title of a book or one little piece of, uh, you know, information or advice or encouragement might be what makes your day. Because yeah. I know every day something happens in mind that makes my day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I get to say hi to my BFF every week. I mean, we did go a couple of weeks, a couple, three weeks without doing our podcast. But that's the and, and but we're still like I'm still putting them out because we had done, uh, um, you know, like six or seven of them before we started putting them out there. So hopefully they'll come out every Friday is the plan. That's the plan. And, and if anybody has any topics, I keep telling my friends this. If you have a topic you want to talk about, either email Eddie or myself, because most likely if you're listening to this right now, you probably know one of us and, um, you know, or know somebody that knows one of us. So, you know, we'd love to hear from you to see what right now we're just kind of what inspires us, what we're talking to people about in our uh, day to day um, that we do when we see people. That's what we're discussing is what's coming up mm -hmm. yeah. and what what's we help current? people with. Yeah. It's like current events for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's another deep dive, Ed. Another deep dive. I love it. So until we meet again, be kind. Be well. Be yourself. Be you. Be 